Welcome everybody to the RNR Catcast, a fan-based podcast focusing on Montana State athletes. We're two dudes named Ryan from the state of Washington talking about our dear Montana State. We hope you enjoy. And good evening, good morning, and good afternoon, Bobcat fans. I am your RNR basketball host. And tonight I am a Happy Cats fan because I am not only joined by the two Ryans for the first time since the season started. Boys, we're coming off a big win tonight and we just came off another big win against Idaho State. How are you guys doing tonight? Feeling good. I'm doing really good. Good to see the Cats winning on the road. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm happy. I know we had some scheduling conflicts and we we're going to do this earlier in the week, but I'm kind of happy we're doing it tonight because... I'm happy we're not doing this after the brawl because I was really, even though we lost, especially by 10, I was pretty impressed with our performance. But man, doing this after two big wins, especially a road win like that. Once again, we're right back into the fray of things. We're right back into what the big sky is and some results tonight. Eastern's clearly at the top, but everybody's just kind of jumbled in there. It's a fight. Basketball is so different than football, man. You can lose a game and it doesn't completely destroy your season. <laughs> So, yeah. and, and, and Cat Gray is, you get in a crack at him later. So it's not quite as devastating. Nope. And uh big thing with 10 point loss to the Grizz, the boy, I first impressions, we'll just start with that game and kind of open up from there. I thought the first 10 to five to 10 minutes was just the fastest basketball we've played all year. It was so fast. Just in yeah. person, like just seeing that I was like, we are moving up and down the court. We are running. It was a packed house. The energy was in the building for the first time all year. Boy, that was fast. And just kind of early impressions of that game. Yeah, the tempo on that game was a uh, fast pace. One of the fast paced starts I've seen for the Cats in terms of, like you said, pushing the tempo, pushing the, the shots, getting some shots up. It was fun to watch. Yep. And man, I can't believe I didn't think I was kind of uncharacteristic. I just think we ran out of gas in the second half when uh, Gracky hit that three to only be down three at half 33, 36. I believe I thought I thought we were in it. I thought we were going to stay in it. I thought it was going to be another classic Bobcat game where he'd come down to the next the last five to seven minutes. But things just got away from us. And and then I said it in the preview episode, Logie, you know, it's he was like, oh, we played in big games and stuff like that. Man, that place was packed. Shout out to Bobcat Nation. We were packed. We were ready. I also have the thought that that game should always be played, whether it's at our place or their place. Um, the brawl, the first brawl game needs to be played right when students get back in. Student, It was students were two or three days back into class. The energy was there. It was pumped up. I think that should be just like rivalry week, rivalry day right there. That was awesome. Well, it typically is. I mean, the Cat Grizz game, the the schedules are normally pretty reflective year to year. So it's good. I mean, shout out to the women. Let's not forget them. They they, they took down the Grizzlies uh, and the women we know are very shorthanded. It was something I was watching from my car as we were coming back from skiing and feel really bad for Kaylin Lamardo. That was really weird watching it. And then like watching it in my car was going, what's the time stop? Because that what took like 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. But, uh, it was a long time. Yeah. Uh, the Grizzlies jumped out on the lady cats and then we were able to come back and hang a W on those guys, which was always good feeling, but back to yeah, the wasn't men's a, game. Wasn't like, like 18 to three in the women's game. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then she like, crazy. Crazy. like, yeah, 
I thought the women were going to get shellacked or something. And then yeah. we came back kind of and just like, yes, go cat. <laughs> yeah, it was a great comeback. But, and uh, is there any update on Lamardo real quick before we move on? Uh, I, I she's doing she's well. okay. I, I think she's at, out of the hospital and stuff. Uh, I know nothing more as of this <laughs> moment on that, but I also think going into the Idaho state game, they got shellacked. It kind of was like the reversed opposite where the men's team kind of shellacked Idaho state for most of the game. And then the women's team, got beat pretty badly and then kind of made a comeback at the end that fell short. And I just kind of felt like, man, their, their hearts were in a different place that coming off like something like that is just, it's just hard to come back on a day's rest and be like, Hey, we're going on the road. And, uh, we just had this massive thing happen in our team. So plus an emotional win over your rival on top. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A game that you've kind of been hyped up for, but they, I believe they came back and they're, they won tonight. So we got a sweep of Sac state, which was awesome. Stingers down. Stingers, Stingers down, way down. <laughs> As Thorny likes to say, I like way that. Down. Uh, it was crazy to watch the second half of that uh, Cat Grizz game, though. Uh, Grizzlies just got poker hot. I mean, they mm-hmm. shot sixty six from the field and like sixty four from three point line. Like, who does that? <laughs> this is yeah, wild. Moody couldn't miss, man. Yeah, no, guy us. in his face, wide open, five feet from the line. He was hitting everything. It was crazy. I do think that our uh, perimeter defense wasn't very good. I thought the Grizz had a lot of open shots. They're also good at creating open shots, so maybe not necessarily bad defense, but they got they got the shots they wanted and they hit them. Yep. And what are you gonna, what are you going to do when a team shoots sixty four percent from downtown? They were also much taller than us in the paint too. I mean, they just had they just yep. had dudes. It was it was yep. just it. I hate you know putting our guys down, but they just had dudes. I mean, their guys were just taller. I mean, that's that's kind of when, when the rebounding battle and stuff. They were just a little more conditioned. They were a little bigger, and they would just hit the shots they needed to hit. Kudos for them for coming into our building though, in front of that crowd. That was awesome to see that place sold out and packed like that. That was pretty sweet. I did not but, love watching Moody and uh, one of the other players blow some kisses and wave goodbye to the student section there at the end. I'm like, we got to get him back in Missoula. Yep. Uh, I want to see Robert some, Ford blowing some smoochies. <laughs> some Julius Davis Weber State smooches down the yeah, sideline. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I still uh, think he was calling for a face mask. I don't think that was a smooch. No, that was my no, hot take was, of the year. I, I, you thought it was? I thought oh, it was man. a face mask. 100%. Call. I watched that multiple moments. times. <laughs> You know, Anand and Mooney didn't miss, but his haircut sure did. So <laughs> he's always got a haircut like that, man. He's always got something weird. Oh, did you see that know. Sac State player? Did you see Sac State's yeah collective yeah, had the bandana? It's like the rev- <laughs> it's like a reverse monk cut or something. It was a uh, it's interesting. <laughs> oh, I've, I've but- never heard what a reverse monk. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It happened. He <laughs> just made that up. Yeah. Oh, anyway, good. so we went into, I guess I call it a gym because it's not an arena because in order to be an arena, I feel like you have to have more than 300 people. I enjoyed yeah. it. For anybody listening, did anybody else enjoy the commentary of the sex date announcer tonight? Because there was multiple times I was trying to follow different things on my phone and I just had to look at him like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, he rambling story about buying a guitar on main street in bozeman years ago and learning to play it just like dude (laughs) game come on he had some uh, interesting anecdotes for sure yeah it just reminded me of like a middle of summer uh 
baseball announcer who just has nothing better to talk about and is getting bored at a noon game, just going on rambling. But it, it you know, it's fun. It's fun with these big sky games when you just got these announcers. And I just think sometimes they think, is anybody listening to me out here right now? And it's like, yes, we are. Come on, man. Some people are. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, we're out here. Are. Our buddy, but, uh, Corey posted on Bobcat nation that the announcers sound like a sad version of me. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know. What do you guys think? Is that a sad version of me? Like Eeyore? Thorny Eeyore? <laughs> well, <laughs> Thorny Eeyore. Sure, Corey. That's <laughs> kind of how we felt after the Bison football loss. I think that was sad Eeyore, Thorny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've, been, I've been sad on this podcast plenty of times, okay? <laughs> yeah. It's true. Oh, uh, yeah. But... Well, we're off to Portland State. Uh, did they beat the Grizz tonight? I think they were just hammering them earlier. I'm watching the game. Is right that now. official yet? Yeah, I'm watching it too. Keep my They're eye still, on it. Okay. Minute 49 left. I think I have Portland State up 69, Montana 46. So, yeah, they're going to go ahead and win that basketball game. I'm going to call it. <laughs> Once again, the churn of the big sky comes to fruition where we just have, you know, who's number two, who's number one, who's on first. I mean, and that that Northern Colorado loss is looking, or Northern Colorado win, I re- should say for us, is looking better and yeah. better every day. I mean, that could be one that later in the year we're really happy we we came down with that one. Well, this just goes to prove it's hard to win on the road in the Big Sky. Yeah, sure. so we should be happy. We be a Sac State. Sac State's not that good of a basketball team, but we won on the road, man. It's huge, and I don't think we had done real well on the road to this point. That's like kind of the, the next thing you got to learn as a head coach in the in the Big Sky is coaching in these weird road venues and it was a good win for Logie and the team. Yep. I, I, I think it's almost that, you know, it could be there's Eastern, there's the rest of the conference and there's 50 feet. And then there might be Idaho, Ooh. which is kind of a shame because they have that really <laughs> nice venue. I've watched a couple Idaho games and it's, it's a nice stadium. That's a really yeah. nice stadium, but Oh boy, things are not going well down there. And uh, I, it could be just a dogfight. It just could be a churn. And to add Weber into that conversation, they're three and four, I think, in conference now, and things aren't going well. And I thought they would be. I thought they'd be up undefeated at this point. So, yeah, that's definitely a surprise. We'll see how they'll do on the other side of the conference. But goodness, they're I think sixth in the conference right now. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, Eastern's looking like the cream of the crop. They move the ball again. really well. They have like a veteran team, a lot of juniors, a lot of guys you know, like Magnuson and uh, Chinstrap or whatever his Venters. name is. Yeah, well, Venters is over at Venters Gonzaga. Venters is at Gonzaga. He's not. He's injured. He? He's not playing. Yeah, yeah he, thought, he transferred, and then I don't remember Venters hurt. transferring. Hey, that's how much how much I've been paying. They got Casey Jones still. Casey Jones, yeah, that uh, yeah. square jawed. <laughs> that's that's who I was thinking dude. of. I think is actually Casey Jones. <laughs> Yeah, so they got a lot of guys that uh, stayed around. Cedric Howard, another guy, a lot of juniors, a lot of big dudes, and they they played tough over here in Genie. I'll tell you that. So they're they're on top for sure right now. So they they'd be a top mind power rankings. But I want to talk a little bit about the Bobcats. Go figure. Um, I think the Cats are playing a little bit above their pay grade right now. Uh, I think we're playing really well as far as just scoring the ball. I, w- I was pretty impressed with. Uh, Walker around the rim. He's got some smooth moves around the rim. He can actually make some really tough layup shots. Uh, where I think the Bobcats are going to be kind of challenged is is when we start playing teams like the Grizzlies who have like really big guys. Like Sexy has some big dudes. 
And I think uh, the last time I checked, we got uh, rebounded probably by six rebounds. And so, Zach, there's your stat for you. But we still won the game today, right? But when we play Weber or definitely Eastern with some bigger dudes, I, I don't know how the Cats are going to continue to to muck it up with those guys because uh, un- unless our shots are falling, we're, we're not going to be winning the rebound. Yep. Uh, we were out rebounded 31 37 tonight. However, in the three point battle, a reverse of our normal season, uh, we were eight of 15 from three. They were four of 18. So that's kind of where the points came from. And uh, it was nice to see us win that battle tonight. Uh, when you said um, bringing up the teams playing kind of above their weight right now, kind of, you know, above where they should be, that's a sign of a good coach. And I've noticed that too with, lo- with the team. I'm like, hey, I think we're. We turned the corner a little bit. I thought I noticed towards the um, right after the South Dakota State game. I'm like, we might we might have something a little more. And I do think we're playing above our talent level. I think Logie's figured out a couple things on the strategic side of the house. And that's been cool to see. And that's a sign of a good coach right there. So that I've been I've, I've noticed that, too. And I've I've been pretty impressed with that. We know how you counter the rebound problem is you have two players in the top five in the league in steals. Yeah. And yep. Eddie Turner at fifth and Robert Ford at by himself up in first place. So you can mitigate some rebounded disadvantages if you can still get the ball back in other ways without even letting their team ever even take a shot. <laughs> take a look at those rebounding stats there, Thorny. Ford is number three in the conference. Smallest guy in the conference is number three in rebounding. Man, if yeah, I was a big guy, that'd be, an in, that'd be an insult almost to me. Like, that dude's a heck... Ford is a heck of a player. And again, I, I might say this every episode going forward, where would we be without him? But... Man, if I was one of those big dudes in one of those other teams, that that's got to be a little insulting. So my my take on the cats and how they're the pay grade thing is I don't know. At times, I think that the cats have looked really lost. We had a stretch there, obviously when we lost to Rocky, and then I think the next one I watched where I kind of felt that way was either uh, CSU Northridge or no, it was Earl Roberts. I don't know. There's been a couple times where the cats that just was looked not like a good game. We just look like, what are we doing out there? We look confused. Uh, there's not good ball movement, but I feel like we've kind of figured something out a little bit. I mean, we are four and one in the last five games with a lone loss to the Grizz. I think, I don't think the Cats are necessarily paint above their pay grade. I think the Cats can play this well. I think if the shots are falling and they're moving the ball around and they're, they're uh, playing well as a team, I think the Cats are actually a pretty decent basketball team. And I think that that's kind of played out. We don't need and to score a bunch of points. We just need yep. to play smart basketball and create turnovers. After the dust settles, we're five and two in conference, and we are now the sole team in second place of the conference once again. And we are back to ten and ten, so we're back to five hundred. So that's that. That's a nice sign where we're turning the corner. This could be another winning season. Yeah, I do feel like the Cats are turning a little bit of a corner. I don't know if we're going to go anywhere in the tournament or do much, but I don't know. They're playing some pretty good basketball. They're fun to watch. They've been fun to watch. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, it is. It's an entertaining brand of basketball. And when like Garaki's on and Patterson are both like knocking down three pointers, the Cats are super hard to beat. Yep. My only concern too, especially on this run too, even though we've turned the corner, is that kind of. Second half from the 13 minute mark to about the six or seven minute mark left in the game. That kind of lull. We seem to go through this lull. I don't know if it's a rotational thing where we're kind of 
putting the second unit in for that time, but it just seems like it's become an apparent thing of don't count anybody out, no matter how big the lead is. Idaho State, I, I thought Idaho State was done, done. And then I'm like, looked up and I'm like, really? They're not <laughs> without striking distance. Here we go again. And then tonight I was like, finish them. I think we had like, we had what, like a 15 point lead at one point in the second half. Yeah. And I was just like, just finish them, hit a shot it and it's over. Maybe. Yeah. I was like, just finish this. And sure enough, we couldn't. And they went on a 10 0 run. So. Uh, that's, I mean, finishing has got to be a thing that's got to change, especially on the road like that. You just got to get get a team down and take them out. So I'm a little, I'm a little worried about that going forward. But another road win, Logie, Logie, Logie's moving along, which is pretty awesome. So Garaki's finding his own. I've also noticed uh, Patterson's been a pretty quiet. I got to do some more research on that, but. Numbers have been down the last couple of games. Just seems like he's just been more of a role guy. But if that's mm-hmm. what we need him to do to take that, I think his threes have been up um, percentage wise. So if he's just kind of moving into a little bit smaller of a role and taking that piece on, that'll be awesome. Also, of course, fully said last episode, how great our, our free throw shooting is. And then I think we've shot ourselves on the foot multiple times in <laughs> free throws. <laughs> like, man, come on, free throws. They were going so well. Stop it. Yeah. You just hope Cheek is not shooting it on <laughs> in a in a moment where it really matters. Yep. <laughs> I, I think our it's best free throw shooter, just from my eye, is Jed Miller, and he he gets it only in and during garbage time. So I don't know. All right, guys. Anything else to add on kind of that side of the house of uh, the last three games? Looking forward to Portland State. Dude, I'm going to jump ahead. I'm looking forward to next Thursday when Eastern comes to Bozeman. That's going to be a big one. I hope the, I, Bobcat Nation, come out for that one. I hope we have just the same amount of energy that we have when we had uh, the Grizz in town. I mean, that's going to be a huge game. Man, mm. if we win that one, I'm going to be elated. Yeah. I don't think it's going to change huge, a lot of my state, my statements and like stances through the season. But I think the only thing, it's going to be, like I said, with the Grizz where. That could be that signature Logie victory. He didn't get it against the Grizz, but if he pulls that out against Eastern and Eastern's coming in undefeated in conference, ooh, that'd be a big one. It's a tough uh, looking at the next like four games, kind of three to four games seems to be kind of the chunk of time that we talk about recap games and preview games. It could be tough. It could be tough at Portland State who just hammered the Grizz. We got Eastern at home, like you said, Idaho at home, and then we got to go back to Greeley. So, I mean, there's a there's a chance the Cats could drop three of those games. Yeah. I think a fair chance the Cats could drop three of those games. So, if we come out of that two and two or three, three and one, I'll be feeling pretty, pretty good about the squad. I feel lucky that we are, um, we don't have to play Eastern until the end of the year at their place. I think we catch a break. We've had that the last two years, I think. And I think yeah. this year, I potentially will be meeting fully over there for that game. So we're kind of in the preliminary planning process of that, but we're hoping to get over for that game and uh, do a little in-person stuff and see how that game goes. Maybe an in-person pod afterwards. Fun. I'm down. Jealous. <laughs> jealous. I mean, I'm not jealous. Set up shop you, over you maybe a parish brewing and then uh, <laughs> there you go. Have some beers and a little ambiance. We'll, we'll It'll it be a good time. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. it's a good kind of season wrap up at that point, but uh Kind of attentive planning in that, but hopefully we'll get that and see kind of where the season goes. But man, it, I I said it earlier, and it's another thing of perspective. Of I think my stance still stands that the ceiling, the top, is 
success for this year would be making the semifinals of the conference. And we talked about the last 20 years of before this little Danny Sprinkle run, how many, you know, turn big sky tournaments we went home empty handed. And now we have the chance to, you know, continue. Would it be four tournaments in a row winning a winning a game? I mean, that'd be, I think that sounds right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Since yeah. 2019, I think was the first one where we won a game. And then, uh, Man, if we could get back to the semifinals of the Big Sky Conference, I'll be elated going into next year of what this team can do and what we can do going forward, uh, kind of with this coaching staff. If we make it to the semifinals, I'll be a pretty big believer in Logie. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that, that's a safe statement to say. <laughs> you think Is Montana that, uh, State's going to get a bye? I don't see it out of the possibility, the realm of possibility. I think some things would have to maybe fall our way. I don't think we can do it on our own. I think some other teams are going to have to lose some games. Yeah. Is it four teams to get a buy? Uh, I got to look question. into that. Don't quote me. I don't remember I anymore. Just the, I just thought it was the top two because they changed the rules because it used to be something else. And then they changed it last year to go to like the Gonzaga format. Did which they was funny. change it? Yeah, I thought they changed it last year, which was funny because they were trying to like protect. It's a way to protect your top two teams a little more. And then Eastern lost to NAU in the first game which was kind of funny. Hmm. I thought they were just talking about doing that. I remember them doing that. Yeah, I do remember that. That was a poor Eastern. Yeah, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't a poor Eastern. (laughs) I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. Anytime the Grizzlies or the Eagles lose, it just, a little happiness just bubbles up inside me. (laughs) (laughs) That might just be the chili speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Or the Miller Lite. (laughs) <laughs> Rainier, let's get it right. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> M- my mistake. All right, um, Thorny, I'll throw this one your way. I talked to Foley about this last episode. He gave me a pretty good answer, honestly. I kind of chewed on it for a couple of days, but um, another article out today, another kind of thing with the fan base of how we can't kind of keep our eyes off the success slash moving ups of coaches who have now left us. And it seems like kind of Missoula's dealt with this we were talking about how um, the greatest, uh, you know, DeCurus has been there for a while. And, you know, with how getting the new contract, it seems like we've had some turnover, some changes and not for the, not for the worst with kind of the stuff, but kind of what's your opinion of what's going on? You know, Danny Sprinkle's got a top 25 team, which I didn't see coming. He's, you know, got Utah state on the up and up. And yet we still have, you know, a lot of Bobcat fans following, especially even in the media, a lot of Bobcat media still kind of going on that. I'd kind of like to get your take and see what you kind of have to say about this. And if fully, if you have anything else, by all means, jump in on it. I don't know. I'm a kind of a cold cut guy. Like he's gone. I don't want to think about it much anymore. I'm not going to, it's clean break, I guess is the, is kind of the phrase I was going for on that one. Especially Choate. Like Choate is, hasn't coached a game at Montana state since 2019. Stop talking about Jeff Choate. (laughs) (laughs) I know people like him. There doesn't need to be a 15 page thread on Bobcat Nation about Jeff Choate being hired at Nevada. It just doesn't. Danny is much more recent and he's a Montana guy, Montana State guy. It's, I think there's a lot more interest in that and I, I get that aspect of it. So I, I can see following that. And there's some guys on the team that were literally playing in Bobcat uniforms last year. It's still really fresh. So I, I can see that side of it a little bit too. But, you know, I think the, the focus should be on the guys and the coaches that are in Bozeman and and Montana state playing, coaching your butts off for the fans. 
Yep. I'd call it, uh, I think we almost have forgetting Sarah Marshall disease at this point as a fan base. Where every time I try to like forget about it, it's just right there, like on Twitter or something. It's like, oh, yep, yep, that's cool. So yep. that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at on that uh, topic. And then uh, I'll do a little wrap up, boys. We have a new offensive coordinator on the football side. That's pretty sweet. I know we've been meaning to record about that, and it just didn't end up happening. I'm excited for it. I think, I, I think it's an oper- awesome opportunity for a new coach and, uh, you know, wishing Coach House right the best. I know he was a polarizing figure with the Bobcats, ran a pretty tremendous offense, you know, was there for the national championship uh, title run. And then just, you know, he's had some pretty, you know, electric, you know, offensive plays and stuff the last couple of years. So I don't I know it's, you know, a little polarizing. I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm excited. We have two new young coordinators who are going to get some awesome opportunities next year and I'm jonesing for spring ball when it hits because, you know, we don't have a spring sport here in Bozeman with spectators. So I know as soon as basketball is done for me, I'm going to be right back on the football side, you know, getting ready for spring football, ready to go. Some big storylines coming up. Tommy Malott, is he going to be the sole guy? Who's going to be the backup quarterback? We're going to be looking at both coordinators, like you said, in addition in the quarterback's coach, uh, a guy named uh, Keaton. uh, Chucky Keaton. Chucky Keaton, he's coming on staff from Utah State. So <laughs> there, I'm excited go. to see a guy come in Sarah and Marshall. work with <laughs> work with uh, Tommy. I think that's going to be good for Tommy development. I think it will too. But that's kind of yeah. an underrated hire. Yep. All right, guys, do you have anything else to add tonight? We got a big game against Portland State coming up. Women's team getting another big win. Hopefully they can get healthy. Hopefully everybody does good on that. And, uh, yeah, we got a big run coming up. Students get out. We got, let's pack that place again. That was so cool. Such an electric. I can't say enough about how good that energy was. It was awesome. I wish, I wish you guys could have felt it through the TV. It was sweet to see everybody there. Sweet to see the cheering. Everything was just awesome. So, man, God, this could question, be such Zach, a good Was season. there some good taunting t- towards the Grizzlies? That's what I want to know. Um, good heckling. Well, some words I probably can't use on here, but yes, there was quite a few. <laughs> it, it wasn't it wasn't overall too bad. It was it was pretty good. They did a they did a shirt um, brawling since uh, I think eighty three. It was pretty cool. I mean, there were some cool shirts, but uh, yeah, just to see that whole place packed was just it felt good, especially after a lot of the games I've been to. You know, just this December where there was barely anybody there. It was sweet to see the fans back and nice. that place believing again. Yeah, I, I always went to those games. I usually stayed around campus. And as a student, I just walk over there and be like the only one in the arena. I felt like sometimes it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun in a way, but yeah, it's good when the brick is rocking. It needs to happen more often. So show up, especially for that Eastern Washington game. Yeah, it's gonna be a big one if we can get everybody in the place. I think that would help. I think that I think it helped us against. You know, we didn't win the game, but I definitely felt like the energy and kind of the momentum at times was on our sides against the Grizz. So. Zach, right, I'm gonna guys. give you a little bit of. Is it, hold on, Zach. I'm gonna give yep. you a little bit of homework. Go back and listen to an episode. Ryan and I we interviewed Zach Minter, and Zach Minter was all time defensive great lineman for us. But he was an intern for Bobcat basketball uh, during a grad season of his. He has a hilarious story about a chocolate bar in a in a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine where this is going. Yeah, it's it's hey, I and put this out there right now. I I think we 
this might be our 200th episode or we're really close to it. So just keep an eye out on that. But this would have to go back to like, we're talking years, but he has a hilarious story about working a basketball game, trying to do some promotional stuff with the, the, um, the student section. <laughs> and I'm just going to put it at that. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. So go back and listen to that episode. It is hilarious. It's one of the best fun. moments on the podcast. I've that was a funny had. episode. Uh, I'll have to, I'll have to dig back in the time capsule, but yeah. man, Congrats for 200 guys. I know you guys have been doing this. I'm happy to be a part of just a small sliver of this, but yeah. Well, again, what you guys have done for the fan base, what this hope, this outlet kind of is, I think it's awesome. Well, so, thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for being a part of it. You're doing great. Absolutely. <laughs> well, with that, I'll get you out of here with the Go Cats, guys. Go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats. Go cats.